more than 90 years, St. Cloud State Hockey has had a home in the Granite City. Boasting two Hockey Hall of Famers in Frank Brimsek and the late Herb Brooks, many players and coaches have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey lore. With former St. Cloud State greats like Mark Parrish and Brett Hedekin, to more recent standouts like Jack Ashan and Jimmy Schultz, two Patty Kazmaier Award finalists and 16 Division I All-Americans have paved the way for current St. Cloud State men's and women's teams to continue the Huskies hockey tradition. This week's guest is one of many who have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey history as the Huskies Warming House podcast presents this week's Healthy Scratch interview segment. Welcome back to the Healthy Scratch interview segment. And joining us this week, we have two former St. Cloud State women's hockey teammates. We have Abby Thiessen and Hallie Theodosopoulos. Ladies, thanks again for joining us and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I, I guess I got to preface this, Nick, and say um, both of you, I, from our media perspective, uh, I guess Abby, not so much, unless you take your first name, Abigail, which is spelled a little different. We do have someone in our department named Blake Tyson, who has one less S than you. So Tyson and Thiessen is kind of confusing. <laughs> Allie Theodosopoulos, I, your name is, I, it took me a good month and a half to be able to even say it right. And I had to put an autocorrect in my computer to, uh, just make sure that I spelt it right for any articles that we wrote. Uh, I guess, Hallie, starting with you, if you had a dollar for every time someone pronounced either your first or last name wrong, uh, how rich would you be? And could we come visit you sometime? Oh, absolutely. I'd for sure be a millionaire. I'd be, I'd have so much money between Hallie and Haley and Holly and Theodosopoulos. There's been some crazy names that I've heard for my last name, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool though. Cause it always creates like a icebreaker to like talk about like, Oh, your name is crazy. Like, what is it? Blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. And it goes, went all the way across my Jersey. So I don't know, kind of fun to have that kind of a long name. Is there, is there, what is the actual roots? Is it, is it Greek or what's the story there? Yeah, it's Greek. My dad, um, he lived in Greece till he was six and then moved over with his two other brothers and his parents. So yeah, full Greek on my dad's side, and they still speak Greek over there every time we go over to my grandma's house, and his brothers all talk Greek to each other and stuff, so it's pretty cool to see the Greek language. I still don't know too much about it, but um, yeah, definitely cool to hear and listen to. Moving all the way to Brookings, South Dakota, and then on the other side, uh, a Red Deer native who's over in Sweden joining us in the late night hour over in Sweden at just after 10 o'clock, uh, Abby Thiessen, thanks for joining us. Abby, uh, your real name is Abigail, and if I can spell it for people, I believe it's A-B-A-G-A-E-L, is that correct? So uh, um, do you have any people ever mess up, uh, I, I'm sure the spelling, but has anyone ever messed up the pronunciation of your full name? Do you use your full name a lot? Uh, do you like your name? I mean, I mean, what's the deal there? Yeah, um, <laughs> there is a good story with my freshman year. Um, one, of the, one of the seniors couldn't, for whatever reason, she looked at my name, my full name, and she thought, hey, bagel, it's a weird <laughs> name. And so for all of freshman year, I went by either a bagel or bagel. And so at that time I was like, I am never writing Abigail on any hockey form ever again. So I do like to go by Abby more. So like mostly just my family calls me Abigail or some teammates call me a bagel. But when me and Hallie transferred to St. Cloud, I was like, Hallie, there's something that is staying in North Dakota. And that is the nickname bagel. <laughs> So yeah, it's been like, I don't know, usually the spelling gets people. Um, my mom has kind of a unique name too. Her name's Deadra. So 
she wanted to bless me with a nice unique name too I think <laughs> but no I like it I I like that I can go by both and switch it up but yeah <laughs> I, I'm really blessed to have a name like Noah Grant. I, I feel more and more <laughs> happy about it every time uh, I, I meet someone with a very complex name. Uh, let's let's kind of transition and talk about the University of North Dakota and maybe hit this subject hard right out of the gate. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, back, I believe, at the end of the 2016-17 season, uh, the University of North Dakota cut women's hockey as well as men's and women's swimming and diving. Uh, according to the reports that we have heard, uh, the coaches uh, for the women's hockey team uh, during that practice that day said the team, their there was no way the program was actually going to be cut. There was a recruit actually on campus that day. Um, and I guess you, you both found out on social media before actually being told by the administration and uh, Hallie, I guess you were quoted as saying uh, they didn't really seem to care that they were cutting this. And it was kind of a very cold, cold way to exit. Can you kind of, um, I guess we'll start with you, Abby. Can you kind of take us through the emotions? Uh, you know, first of all, why did you go to the University of North Dakota and then take us through kind of those whirlwind couple of days and what it was like to transition to St. Cloud out of that? Yeah, I think originally I wanted to go to North Dakota because it is one of the, it was one of the elite programs in all of college hockey. They had unreal facilities. Um, I had a pretty good relationship with the coaches and I felt really comfortable there and it was it turned into kind of my dream school. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere else. And so uh, when that day did come that they, they cut us, it, it was a wide range of emotions. It was, it was upsetting. And we all kind of thought like, no way, like they can't, they can't cut us. Like we're, we're a good program. We're constantly in and around the top 10 in the nation. And I think that that was like something we kind of, I don't know, relied on a little bit. We're like, we're a good program. We're not we're not struggling or anything. So I think that that was the hard part is thinking like, Oh, they really can do it. And they can do it like this. And the way we found out, I know the morning of um, we were all nervous and you could feel it in the air. And Brian, our coach came in to the weight room and he's like, what are you guys worried about? We have a, we have a recruit here. I have recruiting trips planned for the next couple of months. Like, as far as I know, nothing like we're not going anywhere. And then that day we're like, oh. so yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, but I mean, we got a good second home out of it. So. Yeah. Hallie, uh, transitioning to you, uh, the article that, uh, I believe was in, uh, it, uh, an article in Brookings, if I'm not mistaken, I kind of talked about in your interview, uh, how, how you were kind of, you know, a little bit on edge, like Abby said in the morning, um, you know, transitioning through there. I mean, what was the day like for you? And then how, how did you end up at St. Cloud? Was it a process that was very quick? Did you know within the week that you were going to go to St. Cloud or did it take some time to really figure out where you wanted to play? Cause I believe you were a walk-on at the university of North Dakota, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, my story is a little different than Abby's like coming out of South Dakota. I mean, I played in Minnesota my junior year and then I played for St. Louis traveling my senior year of high school. So I didn't, I don't know, coming from South Dakota, I didn't really have many options to play division one. Um, Syracuse was probably my only other option and I'm a homebody, so I don't want to go anywhere from South Dakota, obviously. And, um, my trainer, um, Noel Needham, who was in St centered out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now, um, she is pretty good friends with Brian Adolski up at North Dakota and called him and said, I have this girl. She really wants to play blah, blah, blah. Like, could you give her a tryout? So Brian called me one day. I remember it so distinctly because I was getting my skate sharpened and he was like, Hey, this is Brian Adolski. I was like, what? Like <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, he was like, you could come in. Um, we have a red shirt goalie. You could probably stay back and shoot with on the weekends when we play, blah, blah, blah. 
at that point I was like, yeah. And like anywhere to go to a division one school. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, ended up there and yeah, walked on, made the team and had a really fun year that year. Um, like it, that was my for sure goal school to ever get to my favorite school watching growing up. I love going to the Sioux games when they were still the Sioux or whatever. Um, but yeah, then transitioning to the end of the season, um, and I remember I was sitting in night class one night and my brother, he texted me this podcast that he heard saying that women's hockey's on the chopping block at UND, like they're done, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in class, like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this now? I'm sitting in class. Um, but yeah. And then like Abby said, the next morning at the rink, it was just like, I don't know, un, just no words for it. Cause you could just feel it. And then where we practiced, like everything was fine. And then. Um, after the season, obviously, so our seniors weren't there, they weren't skating with us, but, and they started showing up like in the penalty box and stuff. And we're looking at each other, like, what is this? Like, why are they here? And yeah, I got off the ice and I had texts from girls and on other teams throughout the WCHA and around the, the whole division one women's programs. And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got off the ice at practice. I have no idea. So yeah, it was a whirlwind of emotions, but I don't know, things worked out well and got to be with Abby for three more years. So it worked out really well. I have a couple of follow-ups to, to this and uh, Abby, I'll ask you the first one. Hallie, I'll give you the second one. Uh, Abby, you know, being that you guys were on the ice and your coach was very, def you know, almost defiant as terms of, you know, we're safe, we're okay. I've got this going up. Uh, did you later find out possibly that, you know, this was, it was kind of like smoke and mirrors. Did he actually know, or was he just as surprised as you guys were? No, I think he was just as surprised as we were. I think that there was a lot of like shady stuff that kind of went on with the whole process of the decision to make cuts at North Dakota. Um, there was a lot that went on behind the scenes afterwards too, that we're, we're kind of like, all right, like they don't want us here. And there's some ulterior motive to not wanting us here. Who knows? We never really got like a full, a full story to that. No, but Brian and all the coaching staff, like they were just as, heartbroken as we were. Um, and I mean, it affected their lives too, you know, like they had to go find new jobs. We had an uh, equipment manager who he, he, like, he has to go find a new job. Like there's so much that went into it. It wasn't really, of course it was us and we're young and we're, <laughs> we're upset and it's like our world just ended, but like a, a lot of people lost jobs. And I think that was like, now that kind of looking back on it too, like that's a really hard thing for them to have to go through as well. And, and they're there to support us, but no, I think there was a lot of, a lot of shady stuff uh, that kind of went through from the administration and the president, but I will probably never know. <laughs> Hallie, the, the second question, and I think this one probably irks probably both of you probably a little bit more than we do. How did it feel emotionally when your program's cut in 2017 and then I believe it was 2018, 2019, there was tens of millions of dollars invested to upgrade, uh, you know, the Ralph Engelstead arena in terms of a new scoreboard and whatnot. I mean, as a women's hockey player, after your program is cut and, you know, for whatever reasons they want to throw out, I, I imagine that was irrelevant. I would imagine that there was probably, you know, that probably made you pretty angry, did it not? Yeah. I mean, you look at the Ralph and you're like, how can there not be both a men's and women's team playing at this amazing facility? And um, yeah, that it's still like, it's, it makes me angry to think about it all the time, but um, I'm very thankful that we ended up at St. Cloud State where I really enjoyed my three years there. But um, yeah, definitely angry to think about. And I don't know if I ever want to know the true story about why they did cut us, but um, I don't know. Everything worked out. So I'm thankful for that. 
Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nick, I, I could be wrong in this number, but I think it was like $13.2 million that were poured into the locker room alone for the men's team at Ralph Ingolstead. So uh, just a joke. I mean, honestly, there's no other way to put it. Uh, but Hallie, you also did say you've always loved the Gophers and UND rivalry that has gone gone on forever and you thought it would be so cool to be a part of that well you still got to play the gophers and actually recording this on january 7th the current women's team is getting set to play the gophers actually right now as we speak at around three o'clock uh but you transitioned to saint cloud state and hallie i'll get your thoughts first on this um if i'm not mistaken the first kind of party that you had as a team when you went to saint cloud state didn't the players actually think you were soccer players as opposed to <laughs> hockey players or how did that kind of go down yeah, I don't even remember. Abby might know more than me about this because I was like so shy and like, I don't know, I'm such a weirdo when I first meet people and being like into a new school when you're really not a freshman, but you're, you feel like a freshman with a new campus and everything. And I remember walking in and everyone's like, hi, hi, but not really welcoming you and not really engaging with you. I don't know, Abby, do you want to tell us more about it? Yeah, I feel like it was kind of like that. Like we kind of walked in and like, obviously like we're like we're awkward because we I mean we assumed like everybody knew what happened and everybody knew what we went through so it's kind of like walking in and everybody knows about you but doesn't really know you but then it came out a lot later it was the the freshman class like the current freshman class so they were new there new to college hockey we were new there and they're like oh yeah no like we thought you were soccer players and we're like we're on your team like no like (laughs) I don't know. It was just kind of funny how like they didn't really know anything and we just kind of walked in there like so nervous, but it was funny. And it's always kind of been like a running joke um, with that class too. like, Oh yeah, we thought you were soccer players. It's like, no, like <laughs> we're definitely on your team. We're going to see you tomorrow at the rink. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was, pretty funny. It, was, it was kind of like a nice icebreaker, I guess. <laughs> It's also, uh, you know, congratulations to you both on completing a very strong careers. Abby, uh, on the back end, wearing uh, a letter your final two years at St. Cloud State. And then Hallie, I would say one of probably the premier pure goal scorers that St. Cloud State has seen in the last two years. And uh, um, really kudos to you both. Um, and, and you kind of look back at your careers, right? S- spending three years and change, if you will, at St. Cloud State. Hallie, finishing with 57 points, including 34 goals throughout your entire collegiate career, including your time at North Dakota and then Abby uh, you're like we mentioned coming from Red Deer and finishing uh, this is an interesting stat line 140 games played and 36 points but the one that I was really curious about here is you were consistently a shot block leader for St. Cloud State so I was like I wonder how many shots she actually blocked in her career so I went the senior year grabbed those 37 blocks junior year 69 block shots sophomore year 58 block shots And then I hit the North Dakota stats and I said, how in the world am I going to find these? But I ended up digging them up 19 in your freshman year for 183. That's just under one and a half blocks per game. Uh, You continued that trend into professional hockey, being a professional hockey player over in Sweden. How would you describe your game, Abby? Has it changed a little bit from the NCAA? And what have you taken away from your time in Sweden? And I believe 24 games played, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably something around there. I think we're we're definitely over the halfway point of the season, kind of winding down here, but I definitely didn't know that stat. I think sometimes I'm just in the way. <laughs> and I know I like I know I'm screening the goalie and I'm just like I got to eat it. <laughs> but um no, I think that like obviously European hockey, like you can tell with the Euros that come over to St. Cloud even like they have a different style of game. Um and I think that I think it's well known that the NCAA is probably the best league for girls to play hockey and you know it's one of the 
it's probably the top and coming over here, I kind of knew that. So, um, but it's great over here. Like we, we play great hockey and it, I think that it's a lot more like flow up and back. Everybody plays on Olympic size. So there's a lot of room. Uh, there's definitely some systems I was getting used to. Like they play a lot of pressure, even though they are an Olympic size, I feel like over in college, they kind of shy away from that um, on the Olympic size. Cause there's so much space, but I think with my game, I just try and um, contribute on all, all sides, you know, start on the D zone and, and break the puck out and then always try and hop up and, and be in the play and just kind of just being involved in whatever I can be, if it's on the PK, if it's on the power play, just trying to be involved and try and make a positive impact. I'm probably not, not like Hallie, not going to be a pure goal, goal scorer, but I think just trying to be out there and um, making good, good with the time that they give me. Cause I feel like I played a lot in college. Like I played not my freshman year, but that's probably why the numbers weren't as good, but I think as you grow into a role and you become a prominent um, player on a team, I think that I, I take a lot of pride in being someone that they can look to and be consistent and um, make a difference, whatever that is, blocking shots, <laughs> killing a penalty, be on the power play, whatever it is. Eight points uh, through 24 games. Uh, I believe it's uh, you're wearing number 47, if I'm not mistaken. And is uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Lexans? Is that the best way to pronounce it? Yeah, the town is Lexan and then the club is Lexans EF. Um, that's like the club. And Got it. You know, so we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we're go going ahead. crazy over here, Noah. Um, we're <laughs> going to jump into a little bit more of your pro career, Abby, but I want to go back to Hallie's time at St. Cloud here just for a minute. Uh, you say you're shy about coming into campus, but you weren't shy about putting the puck in behind opposing goaltenders. Uh, coming from South Dakota and then obviously transitioning into a, a goal screen role here at St. Cloud, I guess, you know, you're not shy about putting rubber on side of a goaltender. I guess if you were you know, to describe your game uh, as far as being the offensive force that you were, uh, did you consider yourself an attacking player, kind of a lurking? kind of a, a, I guess, attack that way, look for your opportunity that way. If you were to describe Hallie Theodosopoulos as the offensive, uh, you know, I guess, a person that she was, how would you put it into words? Um, well, she definitely didn't see that coming in her future, coming in as a walk-on on the D1 school and then probably thinking she had nowhere to go after that program got cut. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I always just tried to – I was fortunate enough to play with really good people and being on some really good lines with um, people who knew how to either find me as in an open spot or get the puck to the net. And I'm there to put in a tap and rebound or something because every goal I had wasn't pretty. And, um, but yeah, playing with good people, it certainly helped that. And um, yeah, I guess I was more of a shooter when it comes to scoring goals, I think, but um, I don't know. I definitely being in the right place at the right time, playing with right people and um that's probably what helped me get the puck in the net the most times. You know, you, oh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. We keep talking over each other, man. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, just to follow up on that, Hallie, because you, you bring up something in hockey, I think it's overshadowed, and that is, you know, the play without the puck, right? Sometimes, you know, as a pure goal scorer, it's, you know, and we see that this year as far as a freshman on the men's team with Dan Claude, his name is Vietti Miet, and he's a guy that when you give the puck on a sick time and space, he, he can put it anywhere he wants. Whereas you describe your game as, you know, I'm going to find those soft areas. I'm kind of sneaking behind folks. And then it's people finding me where I'm making their job easier. Uh, I guess, you know, where did you learn that, you know, I suppose that instinct or, or that knowledge to find those soft areas as an offensive player? I'm um, definitely watching hockey. I think that's something uh, my brother and I always did because he played hockey. We'd watch hockey all the time. That's all that was on our TV and, um, training with uh, Noel Needham, who I'd mentioned earlier, she always uh, harped on like hockey IQ and um, 
play your play without the puck and moving all the time without the puck. So um, definitely credit to her because she made me the player that I am and um, or was, sorry, not am. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, definitely her. And um, I think that's something that is becoming even more uh, like happens all the time with players now is people are always moving without the puck and that's what makes it so easy to play. And um, my more goals are being scored all the time in hockey. Yeah, of course, uh, your brother, TJ, uh, kind of, I, from what I've read, has kind of got you into uh, loving the sport, and uh, you've been a force to be reckoned with in a St. Cloud State uniform ever since. And I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, because uh, Abby, a uh, very good collegiate career, ends up going to play professionally. Uh, I believe you've changed majors from athletic training. You're now working right now. Um, what prompted you to finally hang up the skates, and do you ever miss the game, and what are you doing now? Um, yeah, it was definitely a hard decision to not play hockey just because that's all I've done and um, all I ever wanted to do. And um, it's not that I didn't want to keep playing. It's just that there's not the best opportunities for myself right now, um, just with the NWHL and the PWHPA just not like connecting on any part. And then there's hockey going on in Europe, like with Abby. And I didn't see myself going to Europe. And um, I don't know. There, it's not that I didn't want to. I wish I could still be playing hockey all the time. But um, yeah, now I'm working as an assistant teacher at a preschool. And I'm really loving it, chasing little two-year-olds around all day long, um, <laughs> screaming at each other and stuff. And But definitely a change of pace. And I'm really enjoying it so far. But um, yeah, I definitely miss hockey. It, it was easier, I think, to transition because there wasn't hockey going on due to COVID. So it's not like I was seeing like women's games being played and stuff. It's not like I was missing out on anything because I wasn't seeing anything. So I think COVID helped with the transition away from that. So, but yeah, really enjoying where I am right now. Abby, uh, on your side of things, uh, I believe your contract just runs through this current season. And then uh, um, you're actually, I believe, is it, are you a finance major or has that changed? And uh, do you see yourself in the finance world at some point? Are you going to try to play hockey until you can't physically move anymore? What's, what's on the agenda for the next couple of years for Abby? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Finance is still my major. It was what I intended on going in with um, since freshman year. I mean, my dad's a financial advisor, so it, I don't know. It was just something different to business. I thought it might set a little bit apart, but uh, as for the contract yet, yeah, just for this year, but I guess we'll see how it goes. I think there is opportunity over here still, and um, I'm open to it and with this team or a different team, whatever it might be, but I don't know. I feel like I haven't gotten the, the itch out yet. You know, I think <laughs> I still want to play and I kind of agree with Hallie is I don't I, like, as she said, she doesn't necessarily see her, playing in Europe. I don't necessarily see myself playing in North America right now with whatever the environment is that they have going on there. Um, this is kind of a nice place to be. And eventually I think uh, I'd like to do like front end stuff with a sports team. I think that the finance would probably play well into that doing uh, front office stuff or budgeting, whatever that might look like, but that's probably a little, a little further down the road and it's probably a pretty coveted job for most former yeah. athletes so we'll see how it goes but I don't I don't hate finance I probably grinded through it a lot more <laughs> than I'd like to admit but um, I think I'm happy that I came out with it and I think it it'll help me in the future once I'm done once I got the itch out <laughs> 
Epi, there's some distinct differences between, uh, I guess, Europe and the U.S. And you, you talk about, you know, not seeing yourself playing in the United States. I mean, you know, we talk about college hockey, whereas men's and women's right now, the National Hockey League, they haven't even started their season yet. And we're already passing to 2021. Uh, you're obviously, you know, across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, can you talk about, as I suppose, your personal health and, I guess, concerns with the pandemic? I know that Sweden is a country in itself that's really approached the pandemic quite differently than, say, the rest of the world and certainly here in the U.S. Um, I guess, you know, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? And, and I guess, you know, are you just thankful also just to have the opportunity to play right now? Yeah, I think we're definitely in a unique position um, being able to play and we're relatively running pretty normal. Um, I think that the when we first got here, obviously stepping off the airplane, I just wore a mask for my nine hour flight from Calgary to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Stockholm, like wearing a mask that whole time, obviously it's necessary and it's needed. But once I got off the plane, I'm kind of like, okay, like you see people around, not necessarily wearing a mask, like a little bit of different vibes. Like you can tell right away, but um, I don't think I would have traveled here if I was worried about my personal safety. I think that even when we first got here, like they introduced us slowly, like we had two separate locker rooms. We still have two, two separate locker rooms when we play away. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just like, I'm just really happy to be able to play and have some normalcy. I think that's what everyone is, is looking for right now is just a sense of normal. So we're pretty lucky over here. Um, we've had a couple games paused or postponed due to COVID cases and stuff. Like they take it seriously. And I think the country of Sweden, they take it seriously for their vulnerable population. And I think that's the most important thing. I mean, some of us younger kids, we don't have, um, the seriousness behind it, which it obviously you have to take it seriously. You have to follow the protocols, but anytime I'm in a new place, like when I went home to Canada, I, I followed the protocols that Canada has in place and I'm going to follow the ones that Sweden gives. They've kind of jumped around with their attendance and everything and had different stuff like that. But I think we're all just really lucky to be over here and have a sense of normal. Hallie, and then you're, uh, you're in the States working, like you mentioned in South Dakota, in your hometown. Um, do you, do you both, I guess, uh, especially uh, Hallie, you with uh, not playing and kind of being more of a citizen, if you will, do you still follow the St. Cloud State women's hockey team and kind of follow what's going on with them? And then to follow up on that, uh, we kind of have a quote unquote listener question, but former teammate question, if you will, can you define for our listeners what the word bum or bum chum means? Because we were asked to ask you both that. So Hallie, we'll start with you. Um, Yeah. I definitely follow the girls team still and talking to, uh, always talk to Emma Paluzny all the time and Clara and like, uh, Courtney Hall, just like, just to name a few of them, but yeah, just follow them all the time and rooting for them, always wishing them success and wins and goals and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, but I'll tackle the first one, a bum. I would describe that as a good buddy. Um, someone you can just sit around with, you can sit there on the couch, you can just lay there and just, have a good time with at all times. I like it. Uh, so Abby is bum chum any different or is that, is that like the next tier up? Cause I think Nick and I would be the opposite of those two things. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I think if we're going to put, I've never really defined it. I think it's one of those things that you just kind of, you kind of know. Um, but if we're going to, if we're going to put a definition to it, I think, yeah, bum chum is like next level. <laughs> I, I like it. Nick, I, I don't think, I don't think you and I are even on that level. I, what, what would be the opposite of that? Just chummy. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, you know, I guess it depends on how, what you act Celeska, honestly. So, um, <laughs> and I mentioned that, so you ladies don't know this, but uh, Noah has a, I guess has trained his Alexa to, uh, to, I guess, define me. 
and it's always very nice. It's always very good. I'm totally kidding. It's not. It's 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 one of those things, I guess, defined because I don't know if we've ever actually defined it for our listeners. So why not? We do really it when, haven't. When, when we're in the middle of interviewing people and taking their time up, right, Abby? You don't have to sleep tonight, right? No, oh, no big deal. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, I guess I guess one of the um. I guess I can't tell the full story because the actual phrase was not PG by any means, but you can picture <laughs> it in your mind. I, when Nick and I first started calling hockey games, um, he came over to my house because he was driving from the cities to call the games in St. Cloud. So we would do both the men's and the women's games, which I really enjoy doing the women's games. They're actually sometimes a lot more fun than the men's games, to be totally honest with you. Um, but we, he would come over and we would hang out and we go to bed two, three o'clock in the morning. Well, what would actually end up happening the first time that it ever happened is I realized that I had my Alexa on the counter. So Nick was sleeping out next to the counter out in, in the main living room and I was in my bedroom. So I was like, I can make my Alexa talk to him. So I sent him this phrase and it was like, Nick is a, and then you can fill in whatever expletives you want to throw into there. But then all of a sudden it was just like, what the hell was that? I hear him yell from the other room. So, so, so that's kind of, I think the goal for us to, uh, maybe we'll have to program one for our, our listeners, but uh, um, I guess I'm trying to think of what question I was going to ask here, Nick, Abby, um, what do you like to do in your free time here while you're in Sweden? Do you have a lot of downtime? What's your general schedule schedule? Like for those who don't know, if they haven't picked up on already, it's a seven hour difference from our central time. And I guess from Red Deer, would it be an eight hour difference over to Sweden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of downtime here. <laughs> that's something that's a lot different than college. I mean, you don't have class or homework to fill your time. So that's been a big adjustment. And a lot of my teammates, they do work and they work full time. So for those of us that they call the pros, quote, <laughs> pros, because <laughs> we're all playing in the professional league, but those of us that are over here not working, um, we work out in the morning, we'll work out around 10. And then we can come back and just chill, hang out, whatever you want. And then we go back to the rink probably around three thirty, four, and we practice around five or six, whatever the time is. But so the later time kind of accommodates the girls that are coming off of work and gives them some time, either they can work out before or after depending on their schedule. So that's definitely been different and it's a little bit harder. And then we have some 16 year olds that are in school and they're playing like they're in high school. So there's definitely a big, like a lot of dynamics that you kind of have to work around here, but and then just for that, I've done a couple puzzles, watched a lot of Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been nice. It's been a nice change of pace to just be able to like do whatever I want and just do nothing if that's what I choose. But it's kind of nice. It's definitely like it's what I was looking for when I wanted to play pro hockey. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to just play pro and just play hockey. And maybe if I want to get a part-time job, if that was an option. But no, I'm just happy to kind of, be doing the, the pro thing. <laughs> so, so what people should know is that uh, if you ever want to play pro hockey, it feels just like quarantine in the U S normally, you just sit around <laughs> and do puzzles all day. Uh, Hallie, I, I don't, I don't know if you've been in quarantine at any point in time, uh, being, being in the United States during the whole COVID shenanigans, but when you weren't in quarantine, hopefully you weren't, uh, what do you like to do in your free time? If it wasn't COVID, would you be doing a couple of other different things? I mean, what does Hallie Theodosopoulos like to do when she's not chasing little kiddos around, uh, at work? Um, I mean, yeah, now without hockey, I was looking to find some new hobbies to do without it, but, um, uh, I guess in the summers it's like to go to the lakes or something around here. Um, in South Dakota, there's really not too much that we do. We like to drive around in our cars and then we like to go to Sioux Falls and go to Costco and stuff. So it's really something that I'm still doing despite COVID still. Um, without that, I definitely, I wish um, 
there wasn't COVID and we could maybe go travel some more, or go see Abby or Abby could come here or something and come back more often. But um, hopefully in a couple months, things start to get better and um, able to go up to St. Cloud more and see some of the girls and maybe Abby could come stop in Minnesota too. So hopefully something clears up a little bit in the near future for us to see each other again. Nick, I'm frustrated. They have a Costco and we don't. So South Dakota <laughs> must be better. <laughs> uh, Minnesota's had them for a while. So both of you just get on our level, bro. But anyway, um, Hallie, I want to follow up a little bit, you know, since I, I guess your college career ended, have you put on the skates at all? Have you been to any outdoor rinks, indoor rinks? Have you done any sort of something with hockey since you uh, last put a jersey on with St. Cloud? Yeah, I can't even remember what month it was. Sometime during the March to now when we've all kind of merged it together into one big month. Um, I remember going to Sioux Falls and skating. I don't remember when it was, but yeah, just like knock around, didn't have all my gear on, just had some skates. And I actually... It was earlier, probably in March or April, because I didn't even have my equipment from St. Cloud yet because I just darted right out of there when COVID was <laughs> erupting. So um, had some old skates and stuff. But yeah, I haven't put on all my gear yet. But um, that's also been nice is I haven't really had the opportunity to do that. So maybe that makes me not miss it any more than I probably should or know that I do. So you mentioned uh, maybe visiting Abby uh, in her free time or Abby coming back to the States. Uh, Abby, we'll start with you uh, in your, I guess, four years together, three at St. Cloud and one at North Dakota. How would you describe Hallie Theodosopoulos? What's she like off the ice? Uh, you know, are there any quirks that you got to be aware of? And then on the ice, uh, is she as advertised or is she even better than people realize? Yeah. Well, we are also roommates for three of the four years. So I think at North Dakota, we, uh, we like, we all hung out as freshman class, but we weren't as close. Um, I think as we are now, I think St. Cloud really brought us together, but she's definitely as advertised on the ice. I don't think she gives herself enough credit. Uh, Lexhand was definitely interested in her. Um, I definitely <laughs> sent her a few texts like, are you sure you don't want to play this year? Like we can really use you, but you, you could have been doing puzzles, Hallie could have been great. <laughs> It was a great sell, <laughs> the whole downtime and stuff. But no, uh, definitely as advertised. And she's just a great person off the ice too. I think we've always had so much fun and she's the first to light up a room. She might say she's shy, but she's the first to make people feel super welcomed and super warm and just somebody you want to be around all the time. Allie, I guess I'll throw the same question to you. How was Abby as a roommate, uh, you know, on the ice as well? And then we also had Emma Paluzny and Hannah Bates on not too long ago. Is Emma Paluzny, since you know her well, is her cooking really the best cooking you've had from a St. Cloud State women's hockey player in the, in the four years you've been there? Or is there someone who's been better? Well, starting with Abby, um, yeah, I, like she said, in North Dakota, we weren't like best friends and we weren't bums. We weren't bums. We weren't bum chums there. Not yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, then transitioning to St. Cloud and it was so nice and easier to transition to a new school after what we'd both been through. And um, yeah, roommates and then due to our last names being really close together, we often sat by each other on plane rides that we went on, which sometimes we just needed to needed a break, but we sat by each other and said, um, but yeah, it was great. And Abby is just the best leader and she's so awesome to be around. And I'm very fortunate to have the time I spent with her. Wish we had some more time, but it'll come in the future. But um, yeah, Emma Paluzny as a cook, you know what? I'm not sure about that. You know, sometimes oh, it's a little fired. <laughs> sometimes it's a little, little hit or miss. She's definitely reaching for something that I don't know. She she really wants to be 
recognize she wants her what's her the husky women show yeah is that what the handle is on insta yeah yeah i think so yeah she she's she really wants it to be verified i remember in the early stages she was like oh 20 followers oh 22 followers like we're really getting up there so um she really loves it no but she does a great job and she's actually a really good cook i've been featured probably only on a couple episodes but yeah she does a great job but I'd probably uh, beat her in a baking battle now. Um, that Oh, that's probably something I do now. It more is bake <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, but she does a good job. She's awesome. So what, when's the, when's the remote uh, Husky women show going to happen? When's we're going to have like Abby Thiessen, like cooking from Sweden. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it would be pretty great to do a virtual, virtual show, but uh, Nick, I'll k- kick it over to you for the next question. So just like Noah liked to, uh, I guess, keep me awake at night. He has a th- the one thing you didn't realize is that he did, he went into his room five minutes and then it, that's when the Alexa went off. And trust me, it was like a two minute speech that Alexa gave me. And it's just like, okay, first of all, why? I mean, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Do you really have nothing else better to do? The answer is yes, but you know. Um, so, but with that notion, did you ladies, I mean, when you're on the same team and then you put yourself, you're living together, there has to be some kind of pranks or something that, you know, has happened between the four. There's some smiles, so I know there's some stories. Uh, Abby, I'm gonna kick it to you. There's gotta be something between either the two of you or maybe with Emma Paluzny. Please tell us there's gotta be some roommate fun that happened between the guys at St. Cloud. You know, there was a lot of fun and we played a lot of cards and stuff like card games, like Monopoly deal. If you ever get Emma back on, um, on the podcast, you have to ask her about Monopoly deal. She has a, a, a tough relationship with it, I think. But, um, I think with Hallie, one that sticks out with me was her 21st birthday. <laughs> um, and all the smear off ice that, um, us and the, like me and the other roommates, um, put up, we had one right when she drove in to her parking uh, spot, taped it up there. And then there was one hanging in the door when she put her keys up. And then there was one actually in the toilet (laughs) in a bag. That was my favorite one. That one took a little bit for her to get to. Um, But yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite ones. That's, that's quite the bar crawl that uh, I don't know if oh. I would have, you know, go that far. Uh, Hallie, you're shaking your head. Was there any sort of payback or, you know, is there any stories you can uh, give us that between you and Abby? I don't even know if I ever got payback for that. That was just unfair because she was in on it. The roommates were in on it. My boyfriend was in on it. It was just like not a fair fight in, at a, in any in any form. Um, but I don't know if there's any prank. This is something that I thought of. It's not even a prank. It's just a roommate story really, but I had hip surgery um, (laughs) after our sophomore year at St. Cloud or was it? I think it was. Yeah. Um, And I was, (laughs) I was was so, I felt so bad that I couldn't do anything by myself because I'm on crutches for two weeks. And Abby was just like the best person who was helping me up the stairs. Or I was like, Abby, um, could you just sit with me? Like, I'm going to go, could you just like sit here and watch me and make sure I don't fall down the stairs or something. But um, one time I was trying to carry water from the kitchen to my room with my crutches and I'm like holding on to it with one hand and still trying to crutch and like splash goes my water right on the carpet. And Abby's like, why didn't you just ask me for help? Like I was just, she was just the best roommate, but I was just didn't want to bother her with my inability to carry a water bottle to my room. So, but just a funny roommate story that, uh, we had a lot of good times together, but I'm not sure if I ever pranked her back for that. 
I want to kind of touch on that a little bit and uh, only a couple more questions for you ladies. So once again, thank you both for joining us, especially Abby uh, in the nighttime edition of the Huskies warming house podcast. Uh, it, can we talk a little bit about roommate quirks or things that irritate you? Cause no matter how great the roommate or podcast co-host situation is, there's things about somebody else that just irk you. Just what it is, what it is. I know I, uh, in the Paluzny residence, I uh, definitely Emma being way too into her food and Laura Kluga scraping oats uh, out of the bowl and such and such. Um, I guess, Hallie, starting with you, was there any, anything not only with Abby, but maybe just teammates in general that you were like, this is driving me up a wall and you kind of had to maybe set some boundaries for? Um, one thing about Abby, I remember from our apartment is, um, you know, like on an oven, there's like a little, uh, like where, where you put the rag or something where you mm -hmm. like dry your hands off. Abby would just stuff it in there. She wouldn't like <laughs> fold it nicely over like and She just stuff it in there. And I was like, it's really not that hard to just nicely <laughs> fold it over. So it doesn't look all crumbled and stuff. Um, but that's something about Abby. As far as other teammates, um, I roomed with Courtney Hall all of my senior year on road trips and stuff. And I don't even know if she had any bad corks, but um, it was just nice to, be able to know freshmen and stuff, get to know her more. But um, there's something that she would always do. Oh, we'd always like keep our cards, our key cards, mm -hmm. uh, hotel key cards. And um, we kept all of them our senior year, my senior year and stuff. So um, that's not even a cork really. That's just what we did. But um, yeah, but that's all I have to say about that. You guys also had a cork with checking the Bibles for money. <laughs> that, that's what, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Courtney had this thing. She's maybe it was a TikTok She saw that like every time you go in a hotel, somebody might leave money in a Bible. It might, it might just be a thing, not a TikTok thing, but um, yeah. So we'd always check the Bible. Um, never found any money, never left any money, which maybe that would have brought us some good luck with that, but we never did that. I'm just imagining like Steve or Janelle or Molly coming in for like late night room check and they're, and they're like, uh, are you ladies uh, doing all right? You know, enjoy the evening. And you are just tearing apart the drawers, trying to get Bibles and just shaking them out. Yeah, we're good, Steve. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, uh, Abby, I mean, do you kind of have any uh, sort of, um, you know, roommate or teammate quirks that kind of drove you up a wall? You know, I will say though, Abby, I think you did prepare Hallie for running around chasing little kids because if she has to deal with things like stuff, being stuff where it's not supposed to be kiddos kiddos are absolutely nuts let's just put it that way so abby uh what's your version of any sort of roommate uh, um annoyances if you will yeah well hallie would be very disappointed to look at my oven right now as she's saying that <laughs> picture in like the towel that i just shoved in there but um i think it's nice to have my own I, I live in my own little cabin we all live in little camping cabins they're pretty nice so it's nice to have my own room after the the years of roommates but um, I think Hallie can attest to this. We roomed with Hannah P her senior year. Uh, it was us two, Hannah P and Brooke Kadurka. And Hannah P was big OCD. Like everything was so clean all the time, which was unbelievable to be her roommate because she would just take it upon herself to clean. So that's like, that's a very positive for anyone that's looking to be a roommate with Hannah P. <laughs> that's a good quality to have. She would just clean everything. But one of the funny ones, I think, um, that happened our senior year, we, again, it was us three, so me, Hallie, and Brooke, and then Annika Fazokas was a freshman with us, and <laughs> she was too, like, shy or nervous or something to ask for um, nail clippers, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so she used the kitchen scissors <laughs> to oh cut, my goodness. like, to cut her toenails she'll probably kill me if she ever hears this and tells like here's I told the story but we thought it was so funny like because she was just like too nervous or like 
I don't know, didn't want to ask, didn't want to bother. But so when Brooke found out that she was using um, the kitchen scissors to cut her toenails, those went right in the dishwasher like a few times just to give them a good clean. <laughs> yeah, I, that must have been probably the easiest Christmas shopping ever. What would you, you get me? Toenail clippers, pretty simple. Uh, Abby, uh, this is my last question for uh, both of you. Um, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned uh, Hannah Patrikas and Brooke Kadurka. Brooke, of course, coaching, I believe, in Michigan right now. A really smart human being. So congratulations to her on uh, what she's up to right now. Um, we, when we had Hannah Patrikas on, she talked about uh, being nervous, you know, as a freshman and kind of getting ready for her um uh, you know, her freshman games and stuff, I suppose either at the university of North Dakota, or even like you both had mentioned coming in as sophomores to St. Cloud state university. Um, you know, were there any sort of times where um, you kind of felt that apprehension on the ice or when did it kind of make you feel like you could settle in and feel like you belonged at the NCAA division one level? Abby, we'll start with you. Yeah. I think at North Dakota, there was such like a, a prominent senior class when we went in. Um, I actually went in May before senior year started. So I went for the whole summer with some of the girls and I'm pretty sure I didn't say more than like three or four words the whole summer. Like I was very nervous and like, I think there was just such high expectations. I was like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be the fr like the dumb freshman that does something stupid. Mm -hmm. So I think that there was definitely that. Um, and it was more self-inflicted. I think that I was so nervous that I was like, all right, I'm going to like, I kind of made it more than it was like all the seniors were great. And I actually am still pretty close with one of the seniors from North Dakota, Grace and Hershey, she's over here playing too. So I see her all the time and it's just kind of funny. She always jokes like how I didn't talk or she was the one that called me bagel. So <laughs> it kind of worked out, but, and then I think it, at uh, St. Cloud, it was more emotional. Like I remember one of our first games at St. Cloud, it was at home and just like kind of sitting there and like, kind of taken in the new environment and like it was it was emotional it was an emotional game like just looking at Hallie like I'm very, like we were both like very emotional I think so but I don't know I think just the like near my the end of my freshman year I think I started to feel a little bit more comfortable and I mean a lot of the girls helped with that and the coaching staff at North Dakota like just kind of reinforcing like we wanted you here we picked you we chose you we wanted you to come here. You wanted to come here. So I think that that was just the biggest thing. It, it It's hard as a freshman, but when you have people around you that are so supportive and they're, they're really hyping you up and they're like, no, like we want you here. Like, don't forget it. Like you're here for a reason. And I think that's something that's really important. And even over here now too, it's, it's important to re remember that whatever level you're playing is like, you belong here and you can make a difference. So. I can imagine playing internationally as someone who is 24 and getting ready to move tomorrow and start a second degree, a second bachelor's degree. I'm nervous and anxious as all get out. So I definitely empathize. Hallie, I mean, what was your transition like both, uh, you know, walking on to the University of North Dakota? I wonder if you really even had time to feel those nerves or if you maybe kind of just felt like that underdog. But I mean, both there in St. Cloud, was there any time that you really kind of felt under the gun or did you feel like you settled in quite nicely? Um, I feel like I was always a little like, is this real? Like, am I really doing this? I don't know. I always kind of had that, like, especially playing the Gophers or Wisconsin, it was always like, oh my gosh, like I went to these games. I went to games at Ritter with like my high school team and from South Dakota. And, um, I don't know if I ever really was comfortable with doing it. I mean, there were, I obviously gained confidence through games and stuff, but yeah, I, like Abby said, our freshman year at North Dakota, there were some, there was a really strong senior class, senior class that, um, had high expectations, which you should have for your freshman coming in and for your whole team um, every year. Um, but yeah, coming to, to South St. Cloud, um, 
got comfortable. And I remember what Abby's talking about our like first game, we like both pulled on our St. Cloud jerseys for the game. And we just looked at each other like, is this okay? Like, are we okay? But um, yeah, it, it was a tough transition, but the girls, when we came to St. Cloud were super welcoming despite not knowing if we were really on their team or the soccer team, but um, they were all welcoming and um, we kind of made jokes out of it and being cut and stuff, but um, it really helped. And everyone was um, super helpful around campus and it was a good transition and um, really helped on the ice as well. I got one uh, question for each of you, uh, Hallie, I'll start with you. Uh, Hallie, when you look back on your hockey career and again, one year at North Dakota, three years at St. Cloud, or is there any one moment in particular that sticks out to you both either on or off the ice that uh, you know, you'll carry with you through, you know, the rest of your uh, rest of your life at all? Um, I think one thing that is really cool to, that I'll always remember is our outdoor game that we got to play in on hockey day. Um, that was so cool and playing outside. I'm pretty sure that was the first college hockey game for women outside in an, on an outdoor rink. Um, but so it was super cool to play in that and um, just the whole experience in general for that. Um, the weather was great. The um, like the setup they had out at Lake George was unbelievable. And we got to go get dressed like in the high school there, like on the right by Lake George. So it was really cool. And um, we had a lot of fun with that. Like we got to wear our sunglasses for warmups, just like <laughs> little things like that, that I'll always remember that we did. And um, just overall, all my years at one, the one at North Dakota and my three at St. Cloud um, will always be memorable. And I'm so thankful and we'll cherish those memories forever. Abby, yours is a little bit different just because you're still playing hockey. And I imagine, you know, uh, here in North Dakota, or excuse me, not North Dakota, you're in North Dakota, no, I'm here in North America. That's where I am. Uh, last couple, last 24 hours have been, I think, if, if you are a U.S. citizen, have been, you know, just kind of trying in the head. We'll just put it that way. Uh, but Abby, going over to Europe and, and, you know, you have to make a transition again into a, a different country, a, a different hockey environment, I guess. You know, what is the women's game like in Sweden? Uh, have you learned any Swedish uh, when you're over there? And three, I guess, what's the interest from the fans' perspective in not just women's hockey, but hockey in general over there in the good country of Sweden? Yeah, so, I mean, um, to start, I guess, uh, like the, the fans here, especially in Lexan, like they're super prominent and that's something that we're really missing out on this year is I've heard that these, um, these men's games are pretty crazy and pretty, pretty hectic. So I think that that's something, um, pretty cool. And I think that there's, there's good, um, good hockey and they have a good infrastructure here. I know, like I mentioned the 16 year olds on our team, like they're in a, in kind of a, a prep school situation almost, um, or like a hockey Academy. So they're on the ice and they're working out in the mornings with them and they have the hockey integrated with their schooling, but then they're also lucky enough and good enough to be playing with the professional team here in Lexan. So that's something cool. And I think I, I look at them and I'm like, I was not that good at 16. Like I was, I had, I did not have that skill. Like it's impressive to see. So it's nice and it's cool to see the growth and, and just be uh, experiencing different girls in different countries and different cultures. We had that a lot at St. Cloud, but it's fun. Like I enjoy it. And I mean, there was a definite big transition in sitting in the locker room and all I heard was Swedish and things that I didn't know. I got very comfortable in my own silence <laughs> for the first little bit, but um, some of us, we have a good group of like foreigners, I guess we've, uh, we started with two Canadians. Now we have four. Um, we had two Finnish girls and two Swiss girls and then Danish and Norwegian, uh, one of each. But 
they speak close enough languages that they understand Swedish and everything. So we were kind of on the outside. So we all got along really well speaking English to each other. And um, we decided to take a class like Swedish classes. Our equipment manager, his wife um, teaches uh, Swedish to first non-first speakers, like immigrants and stuff. So we did a couple of those classes and you could kind of feel like the Swedish girls opening up. Like the, the biggest thing was they're just nervous about their English because it's not their first language. Like everybody here speaks very good English and you can get go to the grocery store, you can go to the gas station, everybody knows English. So that hasn't been too big of an issue, but it's the confidence level. So once we started throwing out some of our Swedish sayings and they're kind of laughing at us, like it definitely broke the ice and it was nice for them to see that we were trying and we wanted to learn some of the stuff, but I picked up a few things. I'm definitely, definitely not fluent. I don't think I will be by the end of the eight months here, but some stuff. And now I can kind of, now that I know similar sounds and stuff, I can kind of listen to the coaches if they speak in Swedish I can pick it up or, or kind of pick up what they're putting, putting down a little bit. Whereas at the start, I would just tune it out half the time. If somebody started speaking English, I wouldn't even hear the English. I was just sitting in my own thoughts. So it's definitely been weird, but I think that the game over here is great. And it's just fun being involved with different, different people from different countries who speak many different languages. But I think the women's game and hockey in general over here is they're putting a lot of effort towards it. I think I feel that with the club. Um, that I'm playing with I think that they care and they they want to improve and they're asking what can we do better what what was it like in college and how can we mimic that here so I think that's a pretty cool pretty cool aspect for sure the, the best, last sorry the, one last gonna, follow-up I was gonna say just the the one thing that's kind of cool when I was digging through your team schedule on the website and trying to translate it from Swedish to English is when you you know how everybody goes to a website and they have like the little thing that asks if you're going to accept the cookies on the website it's pretty great because the words I accept in Swedish, it's like Yog Samtiker or something like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, it makes you want to accept the cookies for the first time yeah. in my life. You're like, you're, you're all about it. So uh, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so, is yeah. there, what's your favorite Swedish phrase to say? Is there one that, you know, that you know very well? And can you tell us here at the Huskies Warrior House podcast and give us a little Swedish? Okay. Well, my favorite one that I first really picked up on, it's not really a phrase, but um, they make a lot of noises at, like in reply. Like we would say, oh yeah, sure. Like in conversation, but they do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. So like, that's kind of fun. But like one that we all picked up on really quickly from our captain, Hannah was yaha. And so like you're speaking and like you're, if I'm saying something to her and like explain something, she'll go, Yaha. And so it's like, okay, like I understand, like we're getting somewhere. So that one's kind of a fun one to just kind of throw out. It really works in any situation. I think that's why we all like it. <laughs> um, but it's definitely one that I will not forget. But I guess I can go with like the basic, like, hey, hey, who am I to do? Yog, Heath or Abby, Yog, coming from Canada. <laughs> so hi, how, how are you? Uh, my name's Abby and I come from Canada. So it was, we started off very basic um, with the Swedish lessons, but it's just kind of fun. And it's, it's definitely something that I wanted to like be able to pick up on, but you know, like saying thank you and all that stuff, but yeah, how, it's good. How, how would you say I like hockey in Swedish? Oh, that one I have not learned. <laughs> that one is way over. My she, favorite, she, but... she just, she just lets her play dictate the talking, Nick. That's all it is. Fair enough. Yeah, so but... Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think with that being said, I don't have anything further. Noah, are you uh, you're all set as well? So, ladies, again, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode of the Healthy Scratch interview. Uh, Abby Thiessen over in Sweden mm -hmm. and Hallie Theodosopoulos there in South Dakota. Thank you, ladies, for joining us, and I uh, hope to talk to you guys soon.
Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thanks, ladies. If you're looking for more Huskies Warming House podcast content, there's a place for that. Visit us at huskieswarminghousepodcast.com and follow our Twitter page, at Warming House Den, for the latest news, notes, updates, prizes, and more. Don't forget you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and more. We also are on Google Podcasts and would love to hear your feedback on the show. Drop us a line at huskieswarminghousepodcast at outlook.com or leave us feedback in the feedback section of the Huskies Warming House podcast website. And finally, if you know any Huskies hockey alumni who would love to be on the show, let us know and we just might make it happen. Thank you to both Abby and Hallie for joining us on this week's Healthy Scratch interview. Uh, you know, pretty pretty fun insight, especially into into Sweden there and how they're you know I guess the professional ranks over there. And you know, I would love to see Abby when uh, hopefully they get some fans in the building too to see you know. I guess what that atmosphere is like, but nonetheless, uh, you know, uh, Hallie, again, nice to catch up with her again, just an offensive force to be reckoned with for the women's hockey team. Uh, they certainly uh, do miss her presence there in the forward group, but uh, two really good uh, ladies that uh, took some time to join us here on this, uh, this uh, Tuesday here. Noah. I really chuckled to um, uh, how after the show uh, we had talked about how she kind of stuffs the, um, the towel kind of in the little holder on the oven. Uh, she sent Hallie and I a picture of it right after old habits die hard. She still got it that way there. Um, and before, and before we say goodbye for this episode, I think there's one thing that we do need to point out because Abby and Hallie both said this to us and it really stuck with us. And I, and I don't say this to toot our own horn. I say it because it just, it did resonate with us and what we do and why we get up every day to do this. Um, you know, Abby had kind of mentioned, especially with the women's team, you know, thank you for, you know, doing this and having us on and, you know, promoting women's hockey and promoting St. Cloud State hockey and doing this. Um, and, and she mentioned that a lot of the women's players said it was a lot of fun when they come on, mentioned a lot of the men's hockey players um, listen to the show and really enjoy it. And for us, um, you know, that validation is always nice. And it's always nice, you know, on Twitter or on the reviews on um, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, that'd be great. Or give us a like on YouTube. Uh, we love all those things because... I mean, not so much to be able to see our product, but really it is validation that you like what we do or you enjoy our content. We do this, and I told Abby this, we do this because we genuinely enjoy talking to Abby and Hallie. We genuinely enjoy talking to Kevin Fitzgerald or Brett Larson. We genuinely enjoy being around St. Cloud State Hockey and the game of hockey in general. You know, we love doing what we do. So to hear that validation, I thought was really touching for her to reach out and mention you know, how many people appreciate it because sometimes it's just nice to hear that. So um, from, I suppose, Nick and I at the Huskies Warming House podcast, um, we thank you for, you know, anytime you show us support and say you love our stuff because it might seem like a little trivial thing for you to do to just say you like the episode. But for us, you know, that's that's kind of the fuel that keeps us going and really want, helps us try new things and really try to improve our show every day besides our own personal goals. So um, uh, thanks to both the ladies for... Uh, being so kind to us. With that being said, Nick, uh, we do obviously have uh, an interview with Brett Hedekin later this week, hopefully coming out uh, in our Healthy Scratch interview the following Tuesday, as well as episode number 45, where Ben Holden does join us uh, for his first time as a co-host on the show. So we are really excited to bring all that content to you. And uh, we hope to see you back soon here at the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. Mm-hmm.